Welcome to Let's Talk Austria, the podcast for the international community in Austria. Produced by Recom Relocation in Vienna. Your host today, Angelika Brenner-Zezele, partner and CEO at Recom Relocation. If you like our podcast, please recommend it to others. If you are interested in being a guest in one of the next episodes, please write us. Our email address is podcast at recom-relocation.at. Welcome to Let's Talk Austria. Our episode today, the Amadeus International School in Vienna. In today's episode, I would like to introduce the Amadeus International School that focuses on music and art. However, it is not a requirement that your child is talented in music or art. Children who have not yet played an instrument or been involved in any artistic activity are also welcome at Amadeus. This episode is for parents who intend to enroll their child in an international school in Vienna and would therefore like to find out more about these types of schools. Today I was invited by the director of the Amadeus School, Dr. Jeremy House, to interview him. I then received an impressive tour of the school from Isidora Hayes, the lovely assistant of Dr. House. I hope you like the following interview and find out more about the Amadeus International School in Vienna. Thank you very much, Dr. House, for agreeing to talk about your school in our podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be on this podcast and uh, I look forward to what comes. <laughs> Thank you. Amadeus International School in Vienna is situated in the 18th district of Vienna and focuses on music and art. Dr. House, is this the reason the school is called Amadeus? Yes, absolutely. The Amadeus, I believe, is a nod to the city of Vienna, the, the rich musical and cultural history of the city and also... I believe when Amadeus was founded in 2012, it had more of a leaning towards music and arts. And uh, as we've grown over the last 11 years, we believe that we are now a first-class international educational institution with a center of excellence for music and art. How many students are currently enrolled at Amadeus? Currently studying at Amadeus, we have 520 students from the early years right through to the secondary school. Oh. In order for a pupil to be accepted at the Amadeus, is it a prerequisite to already play an instrument or sing? No, it's not a prerequisite at all. That's a, a very common misconception. I mean, we like it if students do, and we expect that they might try once they're here, but we believe that music and arts is something that enriches the education of all of our students' educational journeys, not only is a part of the ones that want to focus on this in the future. Mm -hmm. I assume the school has a choir or an orchestra. Is this correct? Yes, we do. We have a very, very flourishing choir and orchestra. They have many performances and uh, we're quite proud of the development of both of these programs. That's great. Amadeus also offers a boarding school. What is the ratio of day pupils to students that attend the boarding school? So students can attend the boarding school from grade six onwards. So most of our students, uh, on account of having the primary school, are day students. Uh, we have space for 130 boarding students and currently living with us are 80. And what is the teacher-student ratio at Amadeus? It's around one to six, mm -hmm. so quite small. 
Apart from music and art, are there core focuses at Amadeus? Yes. I mean, one of the things that I've always said is every school will stand or fall ultimately on the quality of its academics. So mm-hmm. we are a school that focuses on the highest quality academic outcomes. And we also educate for the whole person. And uh, to us, what that means, a holistic education means we focus on intellect, virtue, aesthetic, vitality, music, languages, and inclusivity. From what age do you accept pupils? Our younger students are three years old, ah. uh, enrolled in our early years. And, and what? The, the youngest are three and? They're enrolled in our early years program. Okay. With what degree do the pupils finish the school and at what age? At around the age of 18 or 19 or exceptionally 17, our students can graduate either with an international baccalaureate diploma or an international baccalaureate career-related certificate and a Pearson BTEC. So we have three pathways to graduation. The first is the the traditional international baccalaureate diploma. This is the traditional academic route, which is very, very popular around the world with universities. And the second is the fastest growing of the IB programs, the IB career-related program. And we offer a specialization in music, uh, supported by the Pearson BTEC International Diploma in Music. And beginning next year, we'll also offer an international uh, career-related program certificate with a specialisation in arts and design. And this is for the students who are really wanting to focus in a particular area, either musical arts and design, and they do predominantly areas in their chosen field, uh, but not only instrumental practice, for instance, they learn about how the music industry works, how to conduct stage management, how to work with ensemble groups, how to do recordings, so everything that will prepare them for a career in the music industry and similarly with the art and design program. I assume the children wear school uniforms as it often the case in the private schools. Is that so? Yeah, this is so, yes. yes. they. We believe that this gives the students a real sense of community, identity, school pride and belonging. Mm-hmm. How many nationalities are represented at the Amadeus School? Last count, I think it is 60 different nationalities uh, represented from all sorts of continents, Europe, North and South America, Australia, Asia. Mm-hmm. And you are from? Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Do you also offer kindergarten or preschool? And if so, what is the age range for it? So the age range, we have early years one, two and three. They can start in early years one at three years old and then they graduate at uh, six years old into our primary school program. I have a personal connection with this because both my children went through the early years program and uh, the anecdote I often like to share is that they could tell me the entire world map based on their friends so they can tell me this is my friend from China and this is my friend from Israel and this is my friend from South Africa and uh, this for me was incredible as I, I never had the opportunity growing up in rural Australia to see so much of the world at such a young age. As it is often the case with expat families after a couple of years the families relocate to another country. If this happens to one of your pupils, will this pose problems? Or from your experience, is this usually a smooth transition to another school system in another country? Yes, academically wise, 
the International Baccalaureate, I believe there are 5,000 schools, more than 5,000 schools around the world now educating more than 2 million students. So if they're transitioning to another International Baccalaureate school, it's rather easy. But similarly, if they want to go back to their national curriculum, it's also a universal curriculum that supports them. As far as I seem to know, Amadeus International School in Vienna is the latest arrival to Vienna of all the international schools. Am I mistaken? I think you're probably correct. Yeah. <laughs> When did Amadeus open its doors for the first time? So this was... In 2012, uh, we started with 30 students and one building or a part of a building. We now have, uh, as I said, 520 students and three buildings and uh, many amazing programs. Have you been here from the beginning? And if so, could you tell our listeners about the initial challenges and how you mastered them? I joined in 2019, so this is my fifth year at Amadeus International School and I was thinking about this question quite a lot and I mean of course in the last few years we've had two wars on the continent and a global pandemic but I haven't seen them so much as challenges but more as signals or, or signs that, that what we're doing is, is incredibly important and meaningful the work that we do in international education and this has I think strengthened our resolve to build a international community of distinction. What were the developments like uh, in the last few years? Is there a growing demand for your school? Have you been expanding? Yes, we, we've been expanding quite a lot. So since 2018, the school has doubled in size from 250 students to more than 500. We've had made major capital investments in developing a brand new science wing, a brand new mathematics wing and art wings. We have many more uh, capital projects on the way. We have a strategic partnership with Mars Visa Sports Centrum to be able to offer outstanding sports as well. We introduced more early years classes. We became a member of the British Boarding Schools Association in 2020. In 2021, we started our IBCP accreditation and opened our brand new boarding facility. We also opened the Amadeus Festival, which is now in its fourth year. And this is our, our part of giving back to the community where we organize a, a music and arts festival on this campus. And uh, most recently, we were shortlisted by the ISR for Creativity and Innovation Award in Education. And we've twice been listed as top 100 private schools in the world. Congratulations. We're quite proud of our achievements. There are a few international schools in Vienna. Do you know why parents or pupils usually opt for Amadeus? What is your unique selling point? The unique selling point is often music and arts. This We believe that uh, we're trying to prepare students for the 21st century. And it's often said that There are four C's of the 21st century. These are creativity, critical thinking, collaboration and communication. We believe that uh, it, this focus on music and arts uniquely develops three of those, communication, collaboration and creativity. And that's one reason that parents often choose us. The other is our size. We're by design a small to medium international school. On this campus, as you've seen, we could fit many, many more students, but for us it's important that we deliver on our mission, and that is to accompany young people while they fulfill their highest potential. And if we're to accompany them, we have to 
walk beside them as they work out where they want to go, what they want to do with their lives and what are the skills and talents that they, they bring to the world and how to develop those. So having that personalised approach is incredibly important to us. And the final thing, I believe, is the vision, educational distinction. We believe that this is uh, defined as unique excellence, which is inside every child. And our approach is to help them find their own unique excellence and uh, tap into that and uh, become the best versions of themselves they can be. When accepting a pupil, or maybe not, are the grades from their country of origin important or not so much? What is it that you look for in new students? The grades are important. We look at the transcripts of their previous schools. We look at letters of recommendation. And we also, every child or most of the children still have a personal interview with myself or one of the heads of section. Uh, but what we really look for, I think, is best encapsulated in the words of our students. In 2019, we asked the group of the Student Council, if Amadeus Vienna was a person, what type of person would they be? And uh, if I could read these words, I, this will, I think, encapsulate the type of student we look for. As the students told us, they would be open-minded, diverse and international. He or she would be someone who saw the world, a traveller, who saw good and bad. They would be passionate, creative, imaginative, reflective. He or she is connected to both arts and music and keen to learn. They'll be fun, inspirational and a risk-taker. He or she is not afraid of challenges, but he could also be boring. We are not perfect. <laughs> he or she is a good communicator, speaks two or more languages, smart, critical thinker, curious. They have their own opinions. Friendly, non-judgmental and caring. He or she welcomes new people into their life. They're unique, balanced and colourful. He or she brings something special to the community. Do you have a mandatory entry exams? Yes, the, the mandatory exam is in English, so this is not applicable to native speakers of English, but to all others, then uh, we have a determined English level. How do you decide what grade the new child will attend? I assume it's not enough if this is the parents' wish. <laughs> no, we take first the, the age. Chronology is, is a very important factor for social development and emotional development. Second, we look at the report, so you have to have passed the previous grade. Mm -hmm. And then third, we base it on the results. So it's the triangulation of all of the information that we can collect about the child to determine where that child would be best placed to succeed. What is the timetable like? How early do lessons start in the morning and when are the pupils uh, done for the day? So the first lesson's at 8 a.m., and uh, school goes through until 15.20 and uh, optionally the students can also attend from 15.30 till 1700 the after school program. Mm, after school program. Yes, here's my next question. <laughs> Does Amadeus offer an after school uh, care program and for children who are not at the boarding school? Yes, yes we do. So from 3.30 until 5 o'clock each Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, there is a variety of different clubs, sports, yoga, running, tennis, basketball, coding, languages, theatre, MUN is becoming really, really popular. Because we are now at the 18th district, how about the school buses? Uh, is this service offered or do pupils depend on the public transport or on the parents? And if you have a bus service, what are the costs? 
So we offer an additional door-to-door -door bus service for people who want it. And uh, the, the costs start from, depending on where you're living in Vienna, mm -hmm. start from about 2,600 for the whole year. Mm -hmm. But as our district, Varing, recently joined the Vienna Climate Team, an initiative to improve uh, climate and reduce the impacts of global warming, we really do try to encourage our parents and students to take public transport. We just built brand new bike racks and uh, we have two great tram connections, uh, the 40 and the 41. Could you talk our listeners through a, a, a typical day at the Amadeus School? From a boarding student's perspective or, or a day student's perspective, well, let's just start from a day student. You wake up uh, school at eight o'clock and one of the interesting I think important programs that we offer is our mentor program so at eight o'clock all of our students are with their mentors the mentor is a teacher who's responsible for a very small group of children's development so they are tracking their academic development their social development their emotional development this is the person that uh, the parents can go directly to if they have any problems they have a straight line access that the child can come to if they have any problems and from eight o'clock until 8 30 is the mentor time and this is between like one teacher and not more than 10 to 12 students and this is the time where we also go through our phse curriculum we're working on building the belonging and the resilience of our learners. So at 8.30, they'll finish their mentor time, then they will go off to their classes. Uh, they'll have a couple of classes in the morning, then a break, some more classes and then lunch, then some more classes and then the, the day will finish. And uh, usually they will either maybe go home, choose to stay a little bit longer, study in the library, meet their teachers there, or they will choose to engage in the after-school program. Maybe they will have basketball training which is actually after school tonight or um, football or any other of the programs they might have chosen mm -hmm. throughout the day or in the afternoon as well they could also access the uh, programs that are put on by our music and arts academy so this is an additional program for our music and arts academy which gives lessons uh, from different levels from foundation one so very beginners foundation two to people with a little bit more experienced advanced and uh, professional level students with uh, professional level professors uh, often coming from the music universities around Vienna. Mm -hmm. So they will have uh, a range of private lessons also offered during the school day when this is more convenient for parents or after the school day. Children wishing to attend uh, the Amadeus school required to speak German of a certain level? They're not required to speak it on admission, but uh, of course we all want to be able to speak it as well as we can and uh, it's a mandatory subject for everybody and um, it's a real focus for development. Mm. Does Amadeus offer German classes? Because after all I think it is vital to speak or at least learn the language of the host country. Yes, yeah, so in our primary school they have a German class every day. All right. And uh, this begins with what we call playground German. So learning how to make friends on the playground and learning how to ask can I play and can I share and can I take a turn so you can make a language partner and a friend in the playground and interact in the community. And then throughout the secondary school, we have three levels of German always. We have the, the advanced mother tongue level, we have level B and level C for the people that just join us. So 
it's one of our largest programs and uh, something that we put a lot of emphasis on here. Are any other languages taught? If so, what are the most sought after foreign languages at the moment? Yeah, so our, our third language that uh, all of the secondary students do is Spanish. So we just introduced that this year and we also offer Chinese and Russian classes. This question um, that is probably very important to most parents, what are the fees for attending Amadeus International School? Could you kindly explain and break down the fees for interested parents? Yeah, so the fees range for, for tuition, they range depending on the year of admission, so from early years right through to the diploma program, between 18 and 29,000 euros per year. And of course, this starting less for the younger students and more expensive for the older ones. And then boarding fee on top of that is roughly $22,000. Are there any other additional fees like for lunch or uh, do you offer lunch? Is there a school cafeteria? The lunch I've included in the in the price there. Um, we do have a, a school cafeteria. We're very proud of this. Actually, it's our dining halls and um, we employ three chefs to take care of all of the nutrition because uh, what we passionately believe is we don't We cannot just nourish minds, we also have to nourish bodies. And uh, we really enjoy uh, putting on excellent food for our students and uh, we think that uh, this is an important part of the whole growth and development of the whole child. From what you told me, the fees seem to amount uh, to quite a sum. Would you say that Amadeus is one of the most expensive private schools in Vienna? I'm not sure exactly if we're the most expensive. I think possibly not, but uh, for us, What we're really aiming to do is, is not to be more or less expensive, but to definitely give the most value to the children and the families that choose us. Does Amadeus offer scholarship to certain pupils in case their parents are not able to afford the school fees? For example, very talented uh, musicians or um, to a refugee? Yeah, so we also have a diversity scholarship and this is so that we can offer, we can increase our diversity of nations. So we offer these to people from nations that aren't currently represented at uh, Amadeus on our role. And the final type of scholarship is the music and arts scholarship for outstanding uh, talents in these areas. What kind of uh, grading system is used at Amadeus? Is it an individual one or one that is also common in other international schools? Yeah, we, we have the common international baccalaureate grading scale from one to seven. Uh, important to note, it's opposite or upside down from yes. the, Austria, the Austrian grading scale. So seven is good. Five was always bad for me. <laughs> Pupils are graded from the early grades on or does this only happen at a later stage? They are graded from grade one onwards, uh, but there is far less emphasis placed on the grade itself in the younger students and much more on the joy of learning. From your experience, is it very often the case that international schools do not have any available spaces? Uh, what is the current situation at Amadeus? Yeah, the current situation is actually a very lucky one at Amadeus. We are blessed with a beautiful campus and lots of space. So for most of our grades, we still can take new students. So this is lucky. I know it is difficult in, in some places. If the school is full, do you also offer a waiting list? And is it worthwhile putting your child on it if you are the parent? Yes. I mean, the school, we do in maybe one or two of the classes have a waiting list. And it is worthwhile doing this because 
we know people are internationally mobile now. Uh, we have global nomads that, that come and go from, from the city and there does come up places uh, mid-year or at different times. So it's well worth uh, putting your name on the waiting list. In case a family arrives with more than one child and you can only offer, for example, one space, what will usually happen? I mean, so far we've been lucky enough to accommodate most of these requests. Mm -hmm. We're pretty lucky in the fact that we, like as I said, we do have space. So it could be just for us a matter of opening a new class if that's, if that's necessary. Yeah. Let's assume a family arrives from another country and their children uh, do not speak English yet or just a little bit. Will you still uh, accept them? What is the procedure? We can, of course, and uh, of course it's much easier the younger that you are to pick up the English. So our emissions policy has grades sixes and sevens should at least reach an A2 level. Grades eights and nines should be around the B1 level and grades 10 and 11 should be reaching the B2 level minimum. Now, if a child falls one standard away from the expectation, then we can also offer the family our English Academy to be able to support them. And usually the students will spend anywhere between probably a year in that program with some additional language support to get them really up to speed. Talking from your experience, how long does it usually take for a child to get a good grasp of English? It's really individual. So if you, and, and I say this to the children all the time, if you You will probably, because we're so diverse, you'll probably find a friend that can speak your language. And <laughs> if you're really disciplined and you don't talk to your friend in your shared language and you stick to English and you work hard and you do this with your parents as well, then you can be up and running in under a term. Whereas for others, it takes a little bit longer, but uh, the support is always there and the encouragement is always there and the, the opportunities to practice are always there. In Austria, there is usually a religious education offered at schools. Do you offer such classes? So not uh, religious education per se. We're a non-denominational school, but of course we teach about world religions and also provide the space for students to explore their own spirituality. I assume you have uh, pupils with very different denominations. Do you offer different classes catering to each uh, denomination? No, so we take a global perspective on faith and uh, these different topics and We believe that there's an incredible richness that comes out of discussing uh, religion in a diverse context where we might not uh, immediately see eye to eye but together can collectively come to a higher degree of understanding. I read on your website that Amadeus is an IB school. Could you kindly explain to our listeners what this means? The International Baccalaureate is one of the most worldwide uh, well-recognized international school curriculums. It's also an incredibly fast-growing school curriculum and a very reflexive and uh, reflective one in terms of they're continually reflecting on their own practice and trying to improve it. One of the more important things that I like to emphasize when I'm explaining the IB to young people in particular is The mission of the International Baccalaureate is to make the world a better, more productive, more peaceful, more cooperative place through education. And uh, what I believe this means to be a, an IB school is that if you're an IB school, then you are a small piece of proof, if you like, proof that the world can be a better, more peaceful, more cooperative place. Because 
if we can achieve a community in these four walls where we can achieve more together than any of us could individually, then that's proof that it's possible here, then it could be possible in Waring, it could be possible in Vienna, in Europe and, and so forth. So I believe every international baccalaureate school is a tiny beacon of hope for the world at a time where it also needs that. Does Amadeus have other branches in other countries or even continents? If not, do partner institutions exist? No, we don't. We are uh, one of a kind, inimitable and <laughs> unique. Do you um, offer special programs for extremely talented pupils? We do. We have a gifted and talented program where we can progress students who show talents in particular areas. Some examples are mathematics and science, where students can join uh, grades well above their chronological level. We make this happen uh, precisely because we are small and flexible and personal. And the other programs that uh, I mentioned earlier, the IBCP Music and the IBCP Art and Design are really streamlined for these types of students. Could a child easily change from Amadeus to another international school in Vienna? Yes, could be possible. I, I can't think why one would want to, but in theory... <laughs> Theoretically, <laughs> yes. <laughs> what type of extracurricular activities are offered at Amadeus? And are they included in the fees? So the extracurricular activities are included in the fees, and uh, I think that's it's great because it's incredibly convenient for parents to know that their children are being stretched, looked after, given many, many opportunities. I mentioned some before, of course, sports are important. Uh, chess is a really, really popular one for us at the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, languages are also popular. Dance, hip hop, ballet, all the variations. Um, it is a really gardening, <laughs> all sorts of things. Yeah, but gardening, you have a very nice garden between the buildings. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, could you tell us uh, something about the building or the areal? I can, yeah. So we're on the, the Semmelweis campus. It was the former maternity hospital. Uh, it's had some other lives in the past as well as an orphanage and different always for different social purposes and we are overlooked by uh, Franz Joseph uh, the statues he greets you on the way in and actually he was here in 1910 when these buildings were opened and the buildings are actually all named after prominent people so the building that we sit in now is the Charlotte Buller building and uh, Charlotte Buller was a very very prominent uh, humanistic child psychologist and um, we think this is a fitting name for this building because this is the home of our kindergarten and primary school. She did a huge amount for humanistic psychology alongside Maslow and, and Rogers. Our boarding house is named uh, Eda Pfeiffer House and Eda Pfeiffer was the indomitable traveller so she circumnavigated the world by land and sea uh, twice in the 1800s. Uh, this is just an incredible <laughs> feat and we think that this is really appropriate for our boarding house because mm -hmm. all of these young people are also adventurers. And the third, uh, probably one of the most prominent and very important to us is uh, Ignaz Semmelweis House. This is our secondary house and Ignaz Semmelweis, he was the namesake of this campus already. He never did actually work on this campus but he did work in 
in Vienna. And um, for those of you who don't know, he didn't discover bacteria per se, but using scientific method of observation, he discovered that washing your hands could uh, save or prevent childhood and maternal mortality. And uh, he's an incredible figure in scientific history. And we use him as a as a story for our secondary students to say, if you want to change the world, this comes at great sacrifice. And uh, we think that these three pillars of our campus are incredibly important. And if I could say one more thing about the campus, because it is truly beautiful. And the thing that I love about it the most as an Australian is the wildlife. Mm -hmm. There are squirrels everywhere. There are foxes that come around in the morning. There is a family of badgers, which also live here. There are some snakes, but they're not Australian snakes, so they're friendly ones. And, uh, and there is even some endangered falcons which live on the roof. And uh, I always think that on a campus where animals can thrive, then humans can also thrive. Because you're so close to the um, Vienna woods, and yes. it's a wonderful area. And the building just behind us, it's already in renovation. But when did it close? It was a clinic for giving birth. Yes, so when I first visited Amadeus International School, it was May 2019, mm -hmm. and there was still babies being born in these buildings mm -hmm. at that time. Mm -hmm. So... I was born here. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I meet so many people born here. And actually, we had a student who was, I think she did her exams in the room near where she was born, her oh, final no. exams. So oh, no. it was almost so full circle. After pupils graduate, um, can they easily transition to an Austrian university? Yes, yeah, many of our students really want to stay in Vienna, in Austria, and take advantage of the outstanding tertiary options here. The most important thing is that they'll be guided every step of the way by our careers counsellor. They start working on our students' uh, careers, ambitions, and pathways at around grade eight, and there's a touch point every year. And one of the most important things that they will inform our students about in this journey is if you're thinking to stay in Austria, then you need to get a certain level of German. So we'll help the students with that. To make that really a reality for as many students as possible, we recently just opened as a German language testing center. So we can also test the students, give them their certificates that will get them access into these universities. Thank you so much, uh, dear Dr. House. Uh, is there anything you would like to add or emphasize? Yeah, I think maybe just the, the last one that we didn't touch on is the, the trips and excursions. Yes, you're right. We do do a range of trips and excursions and uh, we find these incredibly important. We appointed an experiential learning coordinator a few years ago and together we came up with this concept of signature experiences. So at every single grade from early years right through to grade 12, We've gone through, in line with Charlotte Buller's uh, developmental psychology, to look at developmentally, what is the developmental milestone that has to occur at this age and what type of experience or expedition would really promote that. To give a couple of examples, our grade sixes, one of the things that you're coming from primary school, you're into grade six, you need to learn to work together. So teamwork is the theme. There's also boy-girl issues happening at this stage, so we need them to cooperate. So we take them to the Austrian lakes we, for a week. We give them a sailing course where there's real consequences for bad teamwork. Don't work together, you get wet. That's one of the signature experiences. After grade seven, they're starting to 
work a little bit together, but they need to develop a little bit of uh, confidence because bodies are starting to change at this age. So we take them, we use a lot of the Austrian beautiful nature around us. We take them to the mountains, we do a base camp, they do high ropes training, they do abseiling, they do climbing and things like this to develop their, their confidence that they can take on challenges that they might at first perceive as scary. At grade eight, we think, okay, what do they need at grade eight developmentally? They've kind of mastered their immediate environment. And then we say, okay, we need to do some exploration. So we take them to Venice for one week where they get to explore this city and uh, have a little bit of independence and see that there's a little bit more outside. And then so goes the program up until grade 10 where we want to develop into them this idea of service. At grade 10, students are, are thinking, okay, well, maybe I am the centre of this world <laughs> revolving around me and I need to do something for somebody else. So our students just recently, they were in Prague, they did a, a series of homelessness projects there. They understood how homelessness happens, how it feels on the streets of Prague, what are the causes of it, and then they're challenged to come back to Vienna and do something locally about this project. So at every year there is a different uh, expedition with a particular learning outcome which is rooted in the development of the child and their sort of their pathway towards adulthood and this is a really important program for us. I have uh, one more a personal question if I may. What is your favorite place in Vienna? What is your hotspot in Vienna? That's a great question. One place, so I'll give you an example. I also live on the campus, so I have the opportunity to really explore this 18th district. And I'm often saying to the students, we are 20 minutes by tram to the first district, which is undoubtedly beautiful. But we're also five minutes by foot into the Wienerwald or the, the vineyards. So I've been recently taking the students before school at maybe 5.30 or 6 to run up to the top of the Schafberg. And at the top of the Schafberg in the morning, if you get there at the right time, you can see the sunrise oh, yes. and you get this whole view of the city. And for me, I think it's just important that the students experience that and recognize that they can go both ways. They can go into the city and to the coffee shops, wonderful, but it's also great to go into the, into the forest. And uh, so that's what I've been really focusing on recently. How wonderful. Thank you so much for your time and for being with me. I'm sure our listeners appreciate the insight that you gave us. Thank you very, very much, uh, Dr. House, and have a wonderful day, and thank you for having us at your school. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure, and uh, wish you a wonderful weekend. Great. Thank you. This episode was recorded January 26th, 2024. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. Maybe you would also like to join our Club Melange, Meet New Friends. We organize great and fun events for the international community in Vienna. Check out the next upcoming events at www.recom-relocation.at. Our clients also love our intercultural trainings presented by Martin Pay, partner and CEO at Recom Relocation. Martin is a certified intercultural trainer. Check it out and find out yourself what it means living in Austria and how weird the Austrians really are. Thanks for listening. <laughs>